Greetings, everyone. This is Christopher Messina coming at you from the Messy Times studio, joined as ever by my brilliant, brilliant, and enlightening co-host, James Langer. Absolutely delighted to be here. James, it's a challenge making this podcast. Uh, <laughs> there's never anything to talk about. The world is muddling along in boredom, prosperity, freedom from illness. Um <laughs> But, you know, we struggle on because our, our listeners uh, still looking for clarity on issues Absolutely. of the day. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do you got for me today? What are we talking about? Oh, my goodness. You know, I mean, when I look at um, the headlines of everything that's occurring, obviously, uh, COVID cases are on, on the uptick around the world, which, once again, I find... Um, Interesting from the perspective that within the United States, this has become so politicized and we've been pointed to, you know, the tactics used in, within European countries as models that we should have been using in order to control the spread. Whereas, you know, unfortunately, the cases are going up ra extraordinarily rapidly in Europe right now. And, and then everybody's talking about the election, which is about 10 days away or so. But something extraordinary, extraordinary happened yesterday. And uh, if you did not once again read the footnotes, you would have missed this. But we uh, created more peace in the Middle East. There was um, a deal announced between um, Sudan and Israel, very similar to uh, the peace deal um, and the coalition that was announced between Israel, Bahrain, and the United Arab Emirates uh, about two weeks ago that you and I covered on the podcast. So this brings one additional country kind of into that mix. So as we've talked about, the dominoes are starting to fall. I'm, would, I'm sure that within the next couple of weeks, Oman will join. And then once again, you have the big one in the middle, Saudi Arabia. So this is something that would have been absolutely unfathomable uh, 20 years ago. Sudan being a country mired in civil war, um, harboring terrorists, um, you know, led by evil individuals um, and transitioned uh, as they split off from South Sudan into a more democratic uh, country and then becoming friends with Israel, where, you know, Sudan and Israel up until once again yesterday um, were really, you know, quite strong enemies. So this is an absolutely fantastic uh, deal that was brokered by the current administration and um, um, the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, and um, it's extraordinarily exciting. So I would love to hear your thoughts. Oh, you know, I've been realizing that um, I've heard about this. Now I've been I've been restricting my news intake to only uh, Farsi sources <laughs> uh, because I think that kind of gives me the most unvarnished truth. So kind of reading Iranian newspapers. It's kind of like reading the New York Times, uh, that I can read what they say, and the exact opposite is likely objective truth. Uh, so I heard about this, and I heard about it because um, anything that ruffles the feathers of the murderous, psychotic Ayatollahs atop the regime um, tends to make me really happy. So uh, they screamed and yelled about this because they are coming to realize that um, the mullahs are being increasingly isolated, which is driving them absolutely out of their minds. So uh, Sudan, uh, which, as you referenced, ended that civil war with what became South Sudan in 2011, 
They finally uh, agreed to pay $335 million uh, to pay compensation for victims of two Al-Qaeda attacks at the U.S. embassies in Kenya and Tanzania back in 1998, mm-hmm. which killed 224 people, including 12 Americans, and wounded 4,500 people or so. So I think it's important to remember that the American government, uh, firstly, has gotten this uh, cash settlement of $335 million to pay compensation to all of the people impacted by that right. Al-Qaeda attack, not just the 12 Americans. I think it's important for everyone to remember. And as part of this, you know, the Sudanese are facing the same problem that the Bahrainis and uh, the Emiratis were. Right? You've got younger populations that have right. grown tired of the of the hatreds of their grandfathers uh, and, and see zero reason on earth why they are not conducting business and cultural exchanges and tourism and the rest of it um, with their Israeli cousins. So I think it's, it's an incredibly important uh, deal that was done. Uh, proof, once again, that irrespective of the howling politics, uh, the Trump administration has been focusing on the right things in relation to uh, foreign policy. Uh, we would emphasize, once again, for everyone, you, you can hate Donald Trump for his... Um, for his attitudes, for his Tourette's like tweeting. Like, there are lots of reasons the man, in our opinion, is his own worst enemy, right? Right. Uh, my, my wife and I were laughing, listening to Ron DeSantis the other night, who basically has the same worldview and political vision and, 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 and policy stances as Trump, and said, if Donald sounded like Ron DeSantis, he'd have a 98% approval rating in the country. Right. Like, for, for whatever reason, Trump's street fighter... Uh, uh, thuggish, offend everyone, lash out demeanor, which has been successful for him, uh, sadly often turns a lot of people off. If you just look at the substance of what he's uh, done, it's been phenomenal. So irrespective of who uh, wins or steals the election on November 3rd, uh, these these the, the accomplishments of this administration right. are are worth applauding right they are Absolutely. very much worth applauding Absolutely and I think you know once again we here at Messy Times want to open our listeners eyes up to everything that's going on in the world the US media tends to be extraordinarily US focused. You don't hear about what's going on outside of the United States very much at all. And once again, this is an extraordinarily important peace deal. And when I kind of think about it and think about the changing demographics in the Middle East, which which you correctly said, it's younger people that are starting to have more influence on the politics within the Middle East. And this actually is an instance that I will go against what I've said in all of our other pe- previous podcasts about the negative impact of social media. I think in this instance, there's a positive effect because what's occurring is these younger people in Sudan and other places that are emerging economies, uh, they see what's going on in Facebook. They're um, consuming American entertainment. You know, they want to be more like we are in this wonderful country, America. And they're putting kind of their uh, deep religious divides um, to the side and accepting the fact that if they have peace, they can have more prosperity and they can uh, love one another and and, and work in, in harmony. So it, it's really... 
uh, a wonderful thing to see. And it's a wonderful thing for us to experience in our lifetime. I mean, this is something, once again, that was unimaginable, you know, even two decades ago. If anybody said to you after 9-11, you know, 20 years later, you would start to see the Middle East um, coalesce together. They would have said you're absolutely insane, but it, but it's happening, and it, you know it will be very interesting to see what happens with once again the big fish, who is uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, an extremely close friend of ours, uh, right in the middle of all of these countries, and uh, we'll see what um, MBS decides to do. He's uh, doesn't always act with uh, extraordinarily high degree of rationality in his decision making, but um, well, well, we can we can debate that in another episode. We can, we um, can. The, he's 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 taking rather interesting and radical steps in a country that is having to transition itself um, from older ways of thinking and has got very strong vested interests. Um, and there's this is. Every country goes through this, right? There are there are they changing do. power structures. Yes. Ibn Saud was only able to consolidate uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia into a political entity with the help of the uh, Wahhabi military, right? So the, right. the, the radical, what we would now call kind of very extreme, um, that's a wrong adjective, it's a mean adjective. Um, people that are very, very pure vision, they would say, right. of a, 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 an Islam based in the desert heat uh, they were his. They were his shock troops. They were the ones that consolidated. So for a long time, um, the kingdom felt that their legitimacy and their power structure rested upon strict adherence to kind of a Wahhabist vision right. of Islam, and that has had repercussions around the world. But things change. Um, I was I was fortunate to be part of a, a very robust debate uh, in Jeddah uh, over a dinner party years ago, where a bunch of very smart scholars were talking about. Um, you know, kind of the, the, the foundational uh, principles behind the kingdom and how things were changing. And um, they got into a very strong argument about the hadith, which underpin uh, a lot of the political reasoning. For those um, non, uh, non-Muslims non who don't understand that, the hadith basically are the sayings of the prophet. So they're not the Quran. It is the, it is the kind of ancillary works describing the early Muslims um, when Muhammad, peace be upon him, was still alive. Uh, and so, but there are lots of those who say, you know, some are, are, are much more kind of secure than others. Like I was sitting next to Muhammad when he said, pass me the chicken, right? That, that would be a somewhat irreverent version of, of a first person hadith, right? right. I was there, right. he said it. Right. Versus someone said, 18 years ago, my aunt told me that she was married to a guy whose sister said that she talked to an uncle of someone who was around when Muhammad said, pass me the turkey. <laughs> right, so right, those, exactly. Those are facetious, uh, slightly irreverent examples, but the idea being that some some hadith have kind of more more strength in terms of being uh, uh, closer in intent. Much as we would debate right now, people read the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist Papers, to interpret the, the Constitution. What did the Founding Fathers mean? Similarly, in a kingdom like Saudi Arabia, which is based on Islamic law, uh, it's kind of very important. What did the founding father really have to right. say about an issue right. that seems exactly. ambiguous in the Quran? So uh, the great news is in all of those countries and in Sudan and in Saudi and everywhere else, the younger generation is having right. this Absolutely. discussion that frankly has nothing to do with America, has nothing to do with us. Um, yes. But they are come to their own conclusions that in general, 
peace, prosperity, and the ability to take a commuter flight from Khartoum to Jerusalem is better than spending 36 hours flying through Frankfurt. Right, so that's we exactly can, right. I think, applaud uh, the people in the region who are making their decisions to the extent that you know, this administration has been a useful peace broker. Yes. That's great. Uh, uh, my last comment, which I think is just critical to emphasize, you can, you're going to vote the way you want to vote, whether it's policy-based, personality-based. I don't care. That's what makes America wonderful. You could choose to do what you want to do. I would have you bear strongly in mind, no matter how much the media has been screaming at you, that Donald Trump is a totalitarian fascist. He is the first president since the 1930s that hasn't put new American troops on the ground in a foreign country. Just wow. remember that. Yeah, that's, For that's all of this screaming and yelling yeah. about this supposedly dangerous guy, yeah. he has been true to his promise to reduce foreign wars, to yes. not start any new ones, yep. not a single intervention on his watch. So bear that in mind, vote how you want, but... We, what we want here is everyone makes their decisions and you don't make up your own facts. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're trying to keep this fact-based and everything that we talked about today, for the most part, uh, is is factual information that is not covered, uh, which should be covered. And this is why we are here to bring you our amazing enlightenment. And we hope that you continue to tune in. Go to messytimes.show, sign up, follow us on Apple, follow us on Spotify. And uh, thank you very much for your patronage.